lifestyle to franchising businesses is truly the unique part of this industry. The ancillary businesses provide core services to the industry, but, but the really unique part of it is that plant touching side of the equation. And so we approached it by saying, let's look at all of it and find what we thought were the best. And we do think our portfolio reflects well the industry, not because we were trying to build an index or trying to spread out the exposure. We were led there by the opportunities that we saw and that made sense. From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today on Raising Cannabis Capital, we are continuing this month's Cannabis Investor Spotlight Series with John Traubin from Altitude Investment Management. John, welcome to the show. Thank you. Altitude Investment Fund focuses exclusively on the cannabis industry. As many of our listeners, or most of our listeners know, the cannabis industry is in hyper-growth mode, but it's really still in its infancy, which creates a great opportunity to invest in early-stage companies. Was that sort of the inspiration behind forming Altitude? You know, for us, we saw the opportunity to bring professional fund management into this industry. We approached it from an economic opportunity and saw this emerging industry really moving from the illegal market to the illegal channel. And as you do that, and as you create safe, tested product available through the legal channel, you would move a customer base from that illegal channel to the legal channel. And when you do that, you create an industry. That was really the backdrop for us. What we set out to do with our first fund was to participate in this large startup cycle. So really focusing on what we believe could be foundational companies, really looking for the best management teams and the best strategies across the industry. So the way we approached it was let's look at the industry in its entirety. Let's not pre-pick any winners here in terms of verticals, geographies, companies, or strategies. Let's find the best. Let's find companies that we thought could be scalable that could create a sticky customer relationship, and let's support those. I'm on your website right now, and I'm looking at your portfolio companies. And I mean, there are a real lot of well-known brands in your stable. And, and I find it interesting. There really isn't one specific sector in this group. You have plant touching, you have non-plant touching, data, tech, distribution. You say you, you look for management team, you look for first to market. What are some of the other differentiators that you look for in an investment? I think a lot of investors or viewers of the industry look at kind of this dividing line between plant touching and non-plant touching. And certainly investors, because it remains federally legal, have said, well, I will just want to play in the picks and shovels or the ancillary side of the business versus having the exposure of the plant touching businesses. For us, we saw the plant touching businesses as truly the unique part of this industry. The ancillary businesses provide core services to the industry, but, but the really the unique part of it is that plant touching side of the equation. And so we approached it by saying, let's look at all of it and find what we thought were the best. And we do think our portfolio reflects well the industry, not because we were trying to build an index or trying to spread out the exposure. We were led there by the opportunities that we saw, and that made sense. I see. We like the portfolio a lot. I think since we're so broad-based, there's different aspects for each company that created an interesting opportunity. We generally sit in six verticals in the industry. We're big proponents of brands. We believe brands are going to be the mechanism to carry value forward. We also like 
products and services that become intimate with the customer, for the cannabis customer or the cannabis consumer. So we're very much looking what's important to the customer side, what solves a problem, what does the customer want, and are we choosing the right companies that are producing a differentiated product to meet exactly what those customer needs are. We look at a very fundamental business, albeit participating in the cannabis industry. Okay. We don't think that the cannabis industry is different than the rest of the world. It has its own nuances, but it's going to reflect how other industries operate. And so we look back to those fundamentals. I mean, one thing I don't think many companies who are raising capital realize is oftentimes there are more than one firm are involved in a deal. And, you know, you have a lead and then you have other firms jump in for smaller positions. I see Altitude involved in a lot of deals with a lot of the same players. As one of the leading cannabis funds, is it pretty common for you to get invited or for you to invite others into your deals? It definitely. Each deal is a club deal. It's important for a lot of reasons, but ultimately for the company's ability to execute its business plan, it needs a good, supportive investor base. There's subsequent rounds for these companies to raise capital to fuel their growth. And so we think it's the right thing for the company, but it's also the right thing to participate with other funds in the industry. Ultimately, the most valuable commodity in this industry right now is the transfer of knowledge. It's a very opaque industry. There's levels of, quote-unquote, in the know. But by investing with our peers, we continue to build up those relationships and that information flow. Ultimately, it's about the company succeeding, and we're all going to benefit, versus boxing out one of your peers. We look to be the leader, the co-lead. We look to drive the best economic terms for our LP investors. And we really look to be involved with the companies at the board level. Different than the C-suites of the companies we invest in, we have a much broader viewpoint on the industry because we have so many more touch points. And we think we add a lot of value. And I also think our co-investors in these companies add a lot of value as well. And so we're very much in the collaborative takes a village approach to the formation of this industry. It'll come fiefdoms in the future, uh, but right now it's very much in the takes a village phase. I mean, a lot of our listeners are investors. Early on, it was pretty easy to find good deals. But you know, this sort of illustrates why a lot of the really great deals aren't even making it outside of these groups because you, know, you guys have a, an infrastructure in place. The teams, you've worked with these people, you're comfortable with them. You, they know your docs, they, you know theirs. It's gotten to a point now where, you know, in my view, it really makes sense to have somebody else manage your cannabis investments unless that's what you do every day. And, you know, you made a good point. You have a, a much broader view than even the companies in this industry. This is what you, you live in this. So question here is, what are some of the other advantages for investors to work with cannabis-specific funds like yours to manage their cannabis investments? Look, what I would say is... This industry is moving quickly. It's been very much accelerated over the last six months. There's been profound changes. We think the startup cycle is pretty much over. We think in North America, growth stage companies are emerging as winners. They're boxing out the remaining startup cycle. We think the opportunity for the individual investor is effectively over. Part of which is because, as you said, these deals are getting done within a tight knit of investors. But also, as we move to this growth phase out of the startup cycle, the check sizes are larger. And so the attention from the company is drawn to the larger check sizes. 
I would find it incredibly difficult, not impossible, but, but incredibly difficult for a single investor to try to navigate and build a portfolio strategy around this next stage of the industry. There'll be a next stage and a next stage, but we have high visibility of what this next cycle is going to offer. And in our clear view, we are coming out of this startup cycle into a growth stage. There will be many companies that have gone through this startup cycle that are going to fail. We think that we're going through a cleanup cycle, so to say, where the well-capitalized companies are going to win and they're going to merge on the other side stronger because they have less competition in industry. We think that we are well positioned to execute on this next stage of the industry, but we think it's really difficult for an individual investor to execute. I would certainly advocate the way to approach this industry as a portfolio strategy and to play where there's the maximum point of illiquidity and inefficiency. And it's not in the startup cycle anymore. It's in the growth stage. And that's where we're positioning our strategy for fund two. Okay. Well, we've been speaking with John from Altitude Investment Management, and we will also have all of his contact information on the MJ Bulls website, including information about fund two, which is their latest $150 million fund. John, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate you uh, giving us the time to tell our story and how we approach the industry and how we're differentiated from some of our peers. I appreciate the time. Thanks. Well, and we're glad to have you because without the funds that you guys provide, the industry is you know never going to get to where it needs to be. So we appreciate the risk that you take every Great. day. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Cannabis Health Radio is a podcast about stories from people around the world who have used cannabis to deal with serious ailments, many of them life-threatening. My name is Ian Jessup. My co-host, Corey Yelland, is no stranger to the devastating emotional impact faced by so many people receiving a death sentence diagnosis from a doctor. Told she only had months to live with anal canal cancer, Corey researched and immediately began using cannabis oil to eliminate her cancer and has been cancer-free for more than a decade. She told herself that if it worked, she would spend the rest of her life helping others, which she does tirelessly every day. When you listen to our podcast, you'll hear many stories like Corey's, along with others who have used cannabis oil for many more ailments besides cancer, such as chronic pain, PTSD, MS, and many, many more. As one of our guests said, your podcast gave me the confidence to save my own life. We regularly get messages from listeners who have heard our podcast and use cannabis to solve a serious health issue of their own or that of a loved one. We hope you listen to these stories and be as inspired and moved as we are with each and every episode.